as we get started, I want to just ask you a couple of questions just so I can gauge kind of where you are. And this first one is, how confident do you feel right now? How confident do you feel right now about your speech and or your verbal communication skills? Go ahead and answer that. So as you all know, the title of this webinar is Three Steps to Boost Your Self-Confidence in Three Weeks or Less. And I'll talk about why I chose that number three weeks, three weeks or less. I want to talk about three steps that you can take that will boost your confidence in three weeks or less. So let's take a look and see uh, how confident you are right now. Go ahead and, and answer that. Now, let me just ask you a question. How important is confidence for good or excellent communication skills? How important is it for you to be self-confident or confident to be able to articulate your thoughts well, to communicate well verbally? How important is self-confidence? Is it, is it very important? Is it a little important? Uh, what do you think? Just go ahead and type that into the chat. I'm just going to give you a moment to think about that. Uh, another way to put this is, do you think that self-confidence, do you think that confidence is important for good or excellent communication skills? So, all right, so someone said, very important. What did the rest of you think? Is it important, little important? Not really. I mean, you don't really need to be self-confident to communicate very well. Um, what about when you have interviews? or presentations, why, why is self-confidence important? Is it important, right? Absolutely, very important, very important, okay. All right, and you can continue to answer the poll and you can continue to type in your answers. All right, let's take a look at the poll, see how many people we've, we've gotten who's answered. Okay, good. Uh, some, someone said very important, a lot of moderate, uh, most people were a little sometimes, and then there were some who were uh, not confident at all. Okay, I'm going to end that. Very good. Thank you for that. Okay, so uh, I'm just going to keep this chat up. In order for you to build self-confidence, there's something that's very, very important for you to know, to understand, and to believe. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And we mentioned it in the last webinar. So hopefully you had a chance to see the last webinar. If you didn't, go to our website, send me a message, and we'll make sure that we get that out to you. But this is one of five C's that we're going to talk about. Sometimes we talk about four C's. We talk about five C's. And we're going to talk about this first one because it's very important. So if you don't have confidence, if you're not self-confident, then what will usually happen is you will avoid speaking situations. So how many of you avoid certain speaking situations? Some of you will avoid applying for the jobs that you want, jobs that you're qualified for because of a lack of confidence in your speech. Now, it's very possible that you can be confident, you can be self-confident, right? You can be confident in many other areas, or maybe even all other areas of your life, but you might not be confident 
in your speech or in your verbal communication skills. You might be confident in your writing skills, in your technical skills, but not very confident in your communication skills. Now, when this happens, as we said, you may tend to avoid speaking situations. You may tend to turn down or avoid career opportunities. And so therefore, you end up literally losing income, like not earning as much as you could or should. You end up going down career tracks that don't require you to speak a lot. Now, I did this, I remember when I was getting ready to go to college and I wanted to go into psychology, which would have been great. But I said, you know what, in order to get a good job in psychology, I'm probably going to have to get my master's degree at least. If I have to get my master's degree, I've got to stay in school longer. I've got to do maybe a dissertation. I'm going to have to speak more and give more presentation. So instead of that, let me take this other track. But I ended up kind of in the field of psychology anyway. I ended up going, getting my master's degree and so forth. I've talked to many people, clients and students, who became software engineers not necessarily because that's what they wanted to do, but they did it because they felt like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to really have to talk a lot. I can just sit back and I can program, right? But what ends up happening is at some point in their career, they want to what? Level up. They want to move up. They want to progress. And when this happens, they say, well, guess what? I need to level up, I need to upgrade, I need to improve my communication skills. Sometimes what happens is they're told this by their supervisors, by their leaders, hey, you have to improve your communication skills. Uh, and so often they will not apply for jobs, or if they do apply for jobs, their supervisor will say, hey, you got to improve your communication skills first, okay? How many times has this happened to you? Have you chosen a career path because you weren't very confident in your communication skills, in your speech? Or how many times have you gotten into a career and wanted to move up, but didn't because of a lack of confidence in your communication skills? Had a client who wanted to start his own business. Great writer, his name is Paul, but didn't for many years because he wasn't very confident in his communication skills. So before we finished our work together, he had already started his business, was doing Zoom calls, interviews, right? And getting new clients, right? So I'm not sure what the number is, but his income exponentially went up because he was working at a fast food restaurant, which is totally fine. That's not what he wanted to do for the rest of his life. So his income started to exponentially go up, why? because he built confidence in his speech and he improved his communication skills, okay? So he was able to start his own business and do some of the things that he always wanted to do. So you and I both know how important it is to feel confident. Excuse me, one second, I think that's a smoke alarm.
Yeah, absolutely. Hey there, guys. So um, in terms of just me kind of briefly sharing how I improve my confidence using the system, I mean, I'm a very, very different person now than I used to be. And in terms of confidence, I mean, when you can say what you want to say, even when you have great ideas or something valuable that you want to share, um, but you don't have the necessary like skills to just communicate that freely is definitely really, really hard. So the system definitely allowed me to jump from a point where I would literally not engage in conversations, not speak. As a matter of fact, talking about a career and a job, I chose this job because I thought that I could just maybe hide behind something technical, hide behind a computer later on just to figure out that this is a really highly client-facing role. So, um, yeah, the system definitely, definitely helped me out. And I feel like one really important thing to mention here is that the system, it's one thing to be able to communicate freely. And that's what the system gives you. But that's just like the tip of the iceberg. What I've personally noticed in my life is that so much of the baggage comes from knowing that before you will engage a conversation or like before you you'll go into and talk to that person, you'll know that you'll get stuck. Now that's completely gone. And that's what really kind of rekindles that fire in you, rekindles that confidence, which allows you to then go out and achieve what you want to achieve. Thank you, Carlos. And we're going we're gonna to come back to you and come back to that in just a little bit. Um, and so thank you. So one of the things that you're going to find that will initially boost your confidence is to believe in this. It starts with a C. And it is, well, the law of control. This is so very important, and I'll explain to you why. The law of control simply says that when you and I feel like we have control over our life or over certain aspects of our life, like our speech or our emotions or our thoughts, when we feel like we have control, could even be finances or whatever. But when you feel like you have control, you feel calmer. You feel calmer. That's the next word, right? You feel calmer. Okay. So, and Carlos can attest to this, and so can many of you. When you feel like you have control over your speech, like, you know what? I can say what I want to say. So there are probably certain speaking situations in which you have more control. And so you feel calmer. You're like, ah, oh. you don't feel as anxious because you know that you have control over your speech, right? So if you struggle with anxiousness, worry, right? Negative anticipation. When you know that you have greater control over your speech, over your thinking, you're going to start to feel 
calmer. Right? You're going to start to feel calmer. But you're also going to start to be more competent, right? So once you know, and we'll talk about how you get control over your speech, right? So, well, Michael, okay, well, that makes sense, but how do I get control over my speech, right? What does this have to do with confidence? Aha, we're getting there. So you have more control. You feel like you have more control. So you feel calmer. So you're not going through the day worrying and anticipating and feeling anxious, which has a physical, a physiological, a health impact, a negative health impact on your body. So you feel calmer. You perform more competently. That is, you speak better. You're more influential. You're more persuasive because you're able to more smoothly, clearly, and precisely articulate your thoughts in meetings, in interviews, in important conversations, and in social conversations, right? So you perform better, right? You speak better because you have control, because you feel calmer, you feel more relaxed, right? You've heard me talk about this before. You feel more relaxed, okay? So you perform better. Now, watch this. When you perform better and your brain sees this, right? Because your brain is the one that's kind of controlling all of this anyway. But you see, you experience yourself speaking better, speaking smoother. What happens? Well, that gets impressed into your memory. Wow, I spoke well then. I felt relaxed. I felt calm. People were actually paying attention to me. This becomes a part of your memory of your experiences. And when that happens, guess what happens then? You feel more confident. You feel more confident. Okay? You feel more confident. Now, I'm going to add a C to this, because usually I only talk about these four. So you feel more confident. Now, when many people start Pro90D, and I want to get into the, the three steps that you can take in just a little bit, but when many people start Pro90D, they immediately feel more confident. And we'll talk about why a little later, but they start feeling more confident. And when they feel more confident, when you feel more confident, guess what? You have more courage. Michael, what do you mean more courage? Not, I don't know what you mean. Well, when you feel more confident, right? What do you do a little bit more of? Well, you stop avoiding as many situations, right? You stop avoiding and you start being more proactive. You start engaging. You actually start to go out and to speak more. Watch it happen. Watch it happen, right? Even before your speech improves, because your speech is not going to improve immediately, at least not long term, right? But in, in, in some cases, it does improve immediately, but you're going to go through dips. Okay? So, but once the speech improves and you feel more confident, you actually start going out and creating and taking advantage of more speaking opportunities. You start having more speaking experiences. Now, what does that do? Why is that important? Well, that's critically important because you desensitize yourself, right? You start building more successful speaking experiences. Now, the key 
is to set your expectations realistically, right? It is just like learning a new language. You can't expect to start and immediately be fluent, right? You just have to say, hey, it's going to take me some time. I'm not going to feel as confident as I might three months from now or six months from now. But in order for me to build my confidence, I'm going to have to practice and I'm going to have to get out and find or create situations where I can practice, where I can speak, right? And when I do that, of course, I'm going to make mistakes. Of course, I'm going to fail. That's a part of the process. That's a part of the journey, right? But the more that I do it and I set realistic expectations for myself, the more successful experiences I build, the more momentum I build, the more traction I get. And so I have more courage to actually go out and talk to someone and ask a question or take advantage of an opportunity. Okay. So what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to have Carlos just pop in for a couple of minutes and, and share his thoughts and or experiences on any of these or all of these, whatever you'd like to do, Carlos, just pop in and from your experiences, um, what have you seen and how have these been true in your life? Yeah, so thank you so much. Um, I really wanted to comment on the calmness and relaxation because really, especially during the first month, I realized that like there's a video that Michael actually made in the training that says, no, that is just a matter of time. It's like when you join and if you really put your heart and soul into the training, into the system, just know that it's just a matter of time. Because if you apply everything that you are being taught, it's only a matter of time until you rewire your brain and really become that smooth speaker that you always wanted to become, right? So just that alone really gave me a lot of courage. It gave me a lot of calmness because I felt like really for the first time in my life officially, I was tackling this problem and I was on the right path, right? And the other thing that I really wanted to mention was on the competence part, because before I joined the system, like I used to have all of these Zoom calls with clients and they might throw out objections or like something to throw me off. And because I wasn't able to combat them, in time, I really felt like that, that competence really didn't feel there. I knew my job, I was qualified to do it, but I couldn't show it. I couldn't prove it. I couldn't raise the perceived value. Now I've just actually hopped off a Zoom call with a client. Um, he had a lot of questions. He was more like on the difficult side, but I handled it very well. I answered every objection in a very kind of professional manner. And that alone, when you can answer questions, objections, statements in the way how you want to answer them, the level of competence that you feel is really, really a lot. So, so Carlos, I want to just ask you a couple of questions. Um, control. Mm -hmm. How long 
did it take you before you felt like you, you had some control, even if it was a little bit? So from the time you started, how long did you feel like you had you starting to get some control over your speech? I mean, when I felt some control was pretty much when I finished watching the foundational videos. It was pretty much on the key core methods and strategies that the system provided um, for me. So whenever I dug deeper into those, which is basically, I mean, month one, um, it felt like I had more control because I knew what to do if I started getting stuck. Or even before that, um, if I started like anticipating or maybe started getting choppy, started making like weird faces, I knew exactly how to prevent that and combat that. So um, I call this system this before in like one of the videos I've made, but it's literally the Swiss army knife of smooth speech. And that's exactly what I mean when I say this. Whatever the situation is, you have a tool, you have a method, you have an approach that you could use to almost like glide through the block. And that alone is, to me, that's like the definition of control because I know what to do. I can control my speech. Mm -hmm. So one point that I want you guys to get here is that when you join the system, be it the self-study or coaching, because when you join the coaching, you also get the self-study, you almost immediately start to feel like you have more control. And a part of that is because you see that you have the tools. And when you dive into it, you see that the tools are science-based and that there's been many other people over the last decade that's used it. So you start feeling like I'm starting to get more control. So you start feeling calmer, you start feeling, you start actually performing a little bit better. You feel more confident. You have more courage. So Carlos, in terms of courage, when you, when you started to gain more control over your speech, mm. how did that affect your proactivity? How did that affect the, the number of calls you took or how long you you stayed on the call, what you said and so forth. Yes, that's actually really funny. Um, I became much more proactive than reactive. So for example, the way the system allowed me to become more proactive is instead of sending like an email, I would call the client. Instead of maybe texting someone, I would call them. Um, instead of reaching out to my teammate or maybe even like filming a training video, I would do it live on a Zoom call. So yeah, it definitely, definitely made me more um, proactive. And just in simple things, I mean, reaching out to people or like walking up to people, chatting someone up in public, um, all of that allowed me to muster up enough um, courage to do those kind of things. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so I'm going to bring you back in just a few minutes. We're going to jump right in now to the meat of this webinar, which are the three steps that you can take to boost your self-confidence in three weeks or less. So 
Why did I pick three weeks or less? It could take four, could take a week, actually. We see some people boosting their confidence immediately, like the first day they go through the videos, they feel more confident. Some of this is because of the placebo effect, which isn't a bad thing. It's not a false thing. The placebo effect is simply your belief that something that you're doing or something that you're taking is working, that it will work for you. But guess what? Confidence, if you look up the root words for confidence, you'll find that they are related to the words belief and faith. Okay? So when you believe something is true, you have faith that it's going to work, you're you boost your confidence, and it literally makes it true for you. So a big part of the improvement that you see in your speech will come from your confidence. It will come from your belief, your faith, that what you're doing is actually working. So when you have a holistic, science-based, I'm going to use the word proven system, you can have confidence to know, okay, this is how my brain works. And this thing has been around for more than a decade. There's been tens and tens of thousands of people that have used this. I'm looking at someone right now who's used this. And I can tell you, uh, Carlos, when we first started to work together, yeah, you would see him making faces and doing all kinds of things. I did the same thing, right? And so you know that this works, so you have confidence. You have confidence, and this confidence can start sometimes immediately. And even if you experience a dip, if you lean into the dip, you'll come out of the dip, and you'll often come out, you'll usually almost always come out higher. All right, so this, the, the three weeks time is also based on um, some studies that were done to show approximately how long does it take to form a habit. And the study showed anywhere from 18 days to about 264 days. So let's just say uh, almost nine months, almost nine months, roughly. So the average was about 66 days, so about two months. Right? That's the average. My own experience bears this out. So before that study even came out, I was doing this work, and I could see people going through these cycles in about three weeks I could see a change. I could see them starting to form these new habits. Things were starting to click. It wasn't a habit yet, but they had built a pattern that they could access consciously. They could say, okay, I want to speak this way. I want to do this. And they were able to do it. So it was starting to become a habit in about three weeks, 18 days, 21 days, something like that. And then in about two months, things really started to gear up you could start to see it where they were able to use their new speaking style often without thinking. Right, so that's that average about 66 days. And then as you go on, what I've seen is that as people start to move to four and five and six months, it starts becoming more and more of a habit. It becomes automatic, right? The process we call automaticity becomes automatic. They don't really think about it anymore. They can speak smoothly, they can think clearly, they can speak more confidently, right? And feel calmer becomes automatic. So the three weeks comes both from studies, from science, right? 
how our brains work, how we form habits, about how long it takes. And from my own personal experience of working with thousands of people and watching them go through this process, right? So, so this is true. It's absolutely true. Sometimes it'll take less time. Sometimes it'll take more time. So that's where I got the three weeks or less to boost your confidence. Now, notice I didn't say to all of a sudden be 100% fluent, okay? Because that's probably not going to happen for most people uh, in three weeks, although it could for some people. But remember, remember the confidence, confidence cycle. The more confident you are, the calmer you feel, the more competent you are, the more confident you are, right? So the better you start to speak, when you feel like you have more control, when you feel calmer, uh, when you feel more confident, when you're more courageous, you will start to speak better. So your speech actually improves. So let's talk about the three steps that you can take immediately to boost your confidence. The first one, and you've heard most of this before, but I want you to see it in terms of boosting your confidence almost immediately, is self-talk affirmations. Now, in just a little bit, I'm going to have Carlos kind of comment on these as I run through these, and then he'll talk about some other things as well. But self-talk is what you think and what you say to yourself. You don't have to say it aloud, or you could. Self-talk and affirmations. So what you say to yourself is probably the number one thing, the number one step that you have to take immediately if you want to boost your confidence and smooth out your speech, right? If you want to gain control over your speech so that you don't have to struggle with anticipation and worrying, you don't have to struggle with fast or choppy speech or with speech blocks and all that stuff. How you get there is by taking this first step is by taking control over what you say and what you think internally. That's the first step. You have to do that. You have to start taking control of what you think. And here's the thing. Who controls your speech? Who controls your self-talk? You control your self-talk. No one else can control what you say to yourself. People can provide inputs, right? And we're going to talk about that next, right? Which can influence what you think and what you say to yourself. But they can't control even if someone hypnotizes you, there's a degree to which you have to continue to believe in that programming. So only you control what you say to yourself, what you think. So that's something that you have to know. Okay. Um, can you give an example of a self-talk affirmation that you would say? All right. I'm going to give you a common one that I'll have Carlos maybe give you one. So Carlos kind of be thinking of a self-talk affirmation that you've used. But one is that I can take my time and say what I want to say. Very simple. Sometimes we add a little negative self-talk affirmation to that, which you're not technically supposed to do. But this one seems to empower people. And that is that I don't have to rush. I don't have to rush. That's kind of negative, right? But often when people say that, they feel empowered. Like, you know what? I don't have to rush. I can take my time and say what I want to say. That's one. Another one that we use that's very, very powerful. These are ones that you'll find in the system. We have uh, self-talk affirmation audios that you can listen to that's in the system. Another one is, I don't care who is here. I can take my time and say what I want to say. So this one comes into play 
when you are in a room or you're in, a, in, a, you're in an interview with people in authority or people that you don't know and you start becoming overly self-conscious. And so you say, you know what? It doesn't matter to me who's here. I can still take my time and say what I want to say. I'm still in control of my speech. Those are two examples. Carlos, do you have another example or was the one that I gave ones that you use? If you have other ones, please. Yeah, I was just actually thinking right now and how important the self-talk was to me, especially when I was in that huge dip. That's the thing. Now, when I look back, it's the thing that allowed me to balance back. And it's it's absolutely, absolutely crucial to have self-talk before the communication event happens and especially during it that's what really helped me out so i mean i just wrote down some of my favorites just like you said i don't care who this person is i will say what i want to say and how i want to say it that one really helped me out and guys Keep in mind that this is not just happening before an interaction, before an interview, before the social interaction that you might be having. This is also happening during it. So when that person is speaking, reminding yourself to do self-talk and reminding yourself to say, I don't care who this person is. Am I extending right now? Am I slowing down? Am I modeling right now? Another really powerful one that really helped me out is how would Michael say this? And then the final one that I would use is how do I want to speak right now? How would I say this? If you know, How would I as a smooth speaker would say what I'm about to say? And the self-talk almost like takes your brain and just refocuses it in the direction where you want to go. And the direction is towards more speech. Absolutely. Thank you, Carlos. Uh, so self-talk, affirmations, very important. We discuss those at length and what the difference is between self-talk and affirmations because they can be the same thing, but they can also be different. Okay, and we talk about that in the system. It's all there. Let's talk about this next one. It's maybe a surprise for some of you, but listening to audio, I'm specifically saying audio and not video. And let me tell you why. I've been listening to audio for decades now. I would say, oh my goodness. 30 years at least, I used to buy audio cassettes and have these big cassette albums that I would put the cassette in my car, play cassettes in my room, and listen to people like Brian Tracy and Charles Stanley and some other people. Listen to it until the labels on my cassette wore off and I had to write it down because I didn't know who it was anymore until the cassette started to wear off and get stuck in the cassette player and I had to purchase a new set. That's how much I would play, especially Brian Tracy's audio. So I listened to tens of thousands of hours 
and I still listen to audio today through Audible. I listen to audio sometimes while I'm asleep. I listen to it when I go to bed. I listen to it while I'm asleep. I listen to it when I wake up. So I still listen to tens of thousands of hours of audio, right, over a period of time. And so audio listening is very important and it can boost your confidence because of something that we call passive learning. Uh, one of the ways that we talked about in the last webinar, the, one of the things that shapes our thinking, shapes our, our beliefs, shapes our emotions and our identity is the inputs, the things that we watch, that we listen to, that we talk about, that we write, right? These are all things that make us who we are. So one of the most powerful and one of the most easiest ways to boost your confidence relatively quickly is to create the habit of listening to audio. Pro90D has a complete library of hundreds, like literally hundreds of audios and videos as well, but audios. We have a special app. If you go to the website for the self-study, you'll see a video that shows a mobile app. It's very cool. You can save things for offline. You can like things. You can make comments. You can create a playlist. Actually, I don't even know you could create a playlist or I had forgotten. And someone said, you know what? I actually have a playlist of audios that I listen to and it's helped me. It was one of my clients told me this yesterday. I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, I forgot about that. So the app that you get with the system, and you also get that with the coaching, of course, has specific audios that are designed uh, for self-talk and affirmations, as well as all the training audios, right? But we have specific audio programs that you can listen to that will help boost your confidence. Carlos just mentioned this. Hey, in one of your audios, you said X, Y, Z, right? So the more you listen to the audios, the more you start to hear that person talk about something. And then it starts to become your own thinking. So you have to be careful what you listen to. But the listening, the audio listening, is one of the steps, and it's an important part of this entire process, of this rewiring of your brain, right? Is the listening to the audios and the self-talk. So that's step number two. And this one is super powerful because it helps to feed your self-talk and your affirmations, what you're listening to. So it changes what you think, what you say to yourself, how you feel, and ultimately it changes what? How you perform, how you speak, okay? This is science, so you can't say, oh, well, that's not true, that doesn't work. It already has worked. It's already working on you now, right? And for some of you, in the negative, the things that you've thought or the things that you've allowed to pass through your mind, the things that you've repeated. Oh, shoot, I always get stuck when I say this. I have a hard time saying these letters. I have a hard time saying this sound. Oh, man, when I have to introduce myself, for some reason, I can't say my name. What is that? That's, those are self-talk. That's negative affirmations. What we do in the system is we reprogram that. We override it with something that's more constructive. And that brings us to this third one, which some of you have heard me talk about, and that is 
modeling. Sometimes you'll see it with two L's, sometimes you'll see it with one. One is a British writing and one is a English or American. So modeling. Someone says, oh, modeling, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right? But guess what? You've already modeled your entire life. And you and I still continue to model every day, whether or not we know it, whether we realize it. I'm going to prove it to you. How did you learn how to speak your first language and maybe even your second language? How did you learn that? So I want to, I want to um, have you guys just type in your response in the chat box. How did you learn your first language? Just type it in as I continue to speak. So it's something that's called observational learning. It's observational learning. So look that up. And one of the aspects of observational learning, one of the ways to learn is by observing other people. So when you and I were growing up as babies, we heard language being spoken. If we we're able to hear, we heard language. And then we saw people, we saw the way that they enunciate, the way they use their mouth, their expressions, the way they use their hands and their face, their body language. We observed that. We were too young to know how to read, right? Maybe we watched or listened to something on TV or something like that or on a tablet. But the primary way that we learned our first language, our mannerisms, and many of our characteristics, we learned it through observation. That is, watching the people closest to us, watching the people that we were around on a regular basis. We also modeled our friends, people that we hung out with. You find that you, you start to kind of act like them. You start to have mannerisms. You start to use some of the same expressions that they use. This is why it's important to watch the people that you hang around with, because you will unconsciously and sometimes consciously model those people. So the answer is that you model the people around you, your family, those who raised you. That's how you learned your first language. And we have something called mirror neurons. You can look that up also. And mirror neurons come into play, especially for adults, right? Where when you're trying to learn something, and there's been some studies that show this, you can observe, simply observe. This is the way the masters do it. People are really good at what they do, is they observe someone who's better than them. They observe them, they watch them, they study them. And if they're familiar at all with the activity that that person is performing, that they're engaged in, there are these neurons that manage that same activity in your brain. So let's just say, I'm just going to use this example. You know how to play the keyboard, but you're not real good. And you observe someone who's a master at it. Well, the neurons in your brain, the neural network that manages playing the keyboard begin to light up because you're observing someone that's doing something that you know how to do. So those neurons are starting to mirror what you're seeing and they begin to light up. So it's one of the ways that we actually learn how to do things, right? Mirror neurons, modeling. Carlos talked about this. I'm gonna let him talk about it just a little bit more, make a few comments about how powerful picking a model is to number one, distract you from yourself so that you're not constantly thinking, okay, I'm gonna get stuck, I can't say this, no. How would my model say? And then you're gonna practice speaking like your model so you're literally changing your speaking style. So three steps that you can take immediately 
to boost your confidence. And yes, modeling boosts your confidence. When I spoke like my model, I immediately, like instantly felt more confident, immediately, not three hours later, not three weeks later, immediately when I spoke like my model. So three steps, self-talk affirmations. You can start to do that right now. We have a whole series of affirmations. When you enroll, you'll get them. See if, well, Michael, what a, can you give me a list of affirmations? Uh, can you give me some audio? Yes, it's all in the program. It's all there. Number two, listening to audio. It's all there, right? You listen to audio, you get the affirmations, plus you learn, but you learn how to model, what to do to model. You learn, like Carlos said, get the Swiss army knife of smooth speech. Okay, what, what do I do if this happens? What do I do if that happens? What do I do if this happens? So you get all of that in the system. Okay, so Carlos, uh, let's just, I think you might have shared a little bit already, but let's just move into a couple of things now. Um, share your experience briefly with any of these, and then I'm going to ask you uh, a little bit more specifically about how the coaching, because we're kind of talking about the system now. And I'm going to ask you a little bit to share some of the, the, the benefits and how the coaching actually helped you to get to where you are now. So let's talk about these three things right now, if, if we can. And we have a question. So let me just look at this question. Why is it that when I'm alone, I can speak smoothly and effortlessly, but I fail to do the same when I'm with people? Okay. So let me briefly, just let me touch on that. And then Carlos, perhaps you can, as you're addressing this, or you can even address that question, but uh, you can address these things. But let me just briefly address this. A major part of it is because of our identity and your memory, our memories, right? So you have an identity for every aspect of your life. You have an identity for how you say your name, for how you order coffee, for how you speak to people in authority, for how you speak to your mom, how you speak to your dad, how you speak to your sibling. You have an identity for all of those things. And that's why sometimes you speak differently in different speaking situations. So for whatever reason, you formed a speaking identity or a belief system that when you're with people, you tend, you have a habit or a pattern of stuttering or getting stuck or struggling with your speech. Right? It's cuts actually come from your experience. So it's not just a belief, it's, it's come from your experience. And so therefore, when you're by yourself, you're generally less self-conscious. You're generally more relaxed. And that makes up your speaking identity for when you're by yourself. Oh, I'm more relaxed. I'm less self-conscious. I can pretty much say what I want to say. I usually don't get stuck when I'm by myself or when I speak to my dog or speak to kids, right? That's your identity. So what we do is we have to change your speaking identity so that when you're with people, you have that same identity. Oh, I'm, I can say whatever I want to say with them. I'm relaxed. I'm confident. Okay. That's why, and that's and this is what you do to fix that. So I hope that that helps you. Go ahead, Carlos. Take her away, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
the point that you've mentioned of being more self-conscious is just so huge and it's just the perfect example of how modeling helps you with that because when you're alone maybe if you're with friends or with family the people where you can be yourself around obviously you will stutter or get stuck less but then if you are any more like a quote-unquote stressful situation then obviously you will be more conscious but guys listen to what michael said about modeling as well what modeling does is almost allows you to get out of yourself and adopt this speaking persona the speaking character that you know speaks extremely extremely smoothly like think about your favorite movie or your favorite actor like what's your favorite actor and why is he or she your favorite it's because the way they portray the character they get into it 100 percent they get into the emotions that that character feels they get into the body language that they um portray their tonality changes and they're able to express that character to an amazing level where you see and absolutely fall in love with the performance so modeling it's exactly that just for smooth speech if you feel like a confident speaker if you feel confident and competent and smooth if you think the right thoughts you will portray that persona and you will achieve that smooth calm and confident speech because that is exactly the traits and the qualities that are relevant to that character thank you carlos carlos uh don't go anywhere <laughs> tell us a little bit <laughs> tell us a little bit about for those of you who at some point and i'm gonna do a couple of things now i'm just gonna let carlos talk about how the system helped him how the coaching kind of accelerate because some of you will want to work with me one-on-one -on -one. so i want carlos to tell you how he was able to address his specific issues through the system and more specifically by working with me. Then I'm gonna hang out for a little while and answer any questions. And for however long Carlos can hang out, he can hang out and answer any of your questions. So, so Carlos, go ahead and share with us how, let's start with the coaching. How did the coaching help you address these challenges that people have who are watching this webinar yeah so the coaching is is definitely like the main thing that really really helped me out i mean first of all when it comes to the coaching it's michael has this it's like an amazing talent of figuring out exactly what you need for your strain of stuttering right so it's a customized blueprint that you need specifically for yourself to really make sure that you achieve efficient and fast results so the customized approach helped me a lot that was really one of the main things that where the coaching program really shined and really made the difference for me 
And then it's just pretty much with every single coaching call, I felt recalibrated in a way because um, I would have these Zoom calls, I would have these calls, and then I would run into specific obstacles. And then I would reach out to Michael and hop on a Zoom call with Michael to do the coaching. And he would tell me, he will listen to me, see the recording, and then tell me exactly what I needed to do the next time that happens. And lo and behold, I would take the advice, take the guidance, and I would improve better. I would become better and better with every single session. That was really, um, really, really powerful for me. So let's talk about something that's inevitable, something that's going to happen to virtually every single client. That's the dip. Yeah. The dips. Every client that I've ever worked with has gone through dips. By dips, I mean like a setback. It just feels like it was working and it stopped working to a degree. And I know you went through at least one big dip. Um, and you may have gone through some smaller ones. So tell us what what did we do to help you get out of that dip? So the number one thing that was done to really help me was the belief and the guidance and the momentum I received after every single session. Because I do clearly remember you know, one Zoom call that we had where I had just... I was in that dip and it was really hard for me to just kind of grow back from it and make myself kind of regain that momentum. And I clearly remember us talking and I would try to do the things that I needed to do, but I just couldn't for some reason. And what you've done is literally told me focus on what you can control and what you can control is how you think can you move your arms i was like yes i can and i will move my arms like okay can you extend your first few words i would say yes i can but then the benefit of that was you really rebuilt me to regain that momentum and also you would point out things that i wasn't doing so there were so many times where I personally thought that I was doing this tactic or this technique or I was extending, but you would clearly point out, no, well, you weren't. Because you could, we oftentimes as people can't really see the things that we do and we need that cold opinion. We need that expert opinion to not only push us in the right direction, but to also call us out when we're not following the exact things that we're supposed to be doing. So those things alone just helped me not to lose momentum. And then all the momentum that was, I kind of personally lost during that dip, every single session rebuilt me. And I could literally recall conversations, Zoom calls, phone calls that I had right after talking with Michael, where I would be smooth again, because you ride that positive almost energy you ride that momentum and that's the thing that allowed me to bounce back and push through and besides that the coaching really allowed me to 
stay consistent. Like there were days where Michael would follow up with me. Have you modeled? Have you made sure to use this exact thing that I told you to use? And it would just remind me to continue, keep this as the top priority and um, keep that self-talk going, keep those strategies going. And that's what allowed me to win pretty much. Yeah. So I want you guys to know those of you that are here today and those of you that might be watching, uh, it's about that consistency and the feedback. So Carlos would record some of his meetings like some of my other clients. And when he would watch his recordings and I would watch them, sometimes we would see and say, okay, were you, were you breathing? Were you moving your hands? Were you extending your words? Were you modeling? And he was, well, I, I thought I was, I was trying, but when I actually went back and watched the video, no, I actually wasn't, right? He thought he was in the moment, he intended to, but in the moment, he didn't. So, and this would happen over and over and over and over, and I would keep reminding him, and we would look at the videos, and then finally, he, because he would just, okay, I know what I need to do, I just have to do it, right? And this is where some people give up and quit. When they go in the dip, they quit. They feel like it's not working, confidence level goes down. He didn't quit. Uh, and so, he, he figured out, okay, this is what I need to do. So let me just keep trying to do it. So we would troubleshoot. Well, are you doing this? Have you tried this? Do you do that? Well, listen to this or watch this video. This will show you how to do that. And, and we'd practice. Okay, say something to me, Carlos. He would say something. I'd say, okay, you need to extend your words more. Are you breathing? No. Then he would do it. So then he would know, okay, this is what it feels like. This is what I'm supposed to be doing in these meetings. What are you saying to yourself in the meetings, Carlos? Are you talking to yourself? Well, now I just shifted my focus and started thinking about the content. So I wasn't aware, really, of what I was doing. When you shift your thoughts initially, right, when you're, when you're creating this new speaking style, new mindset, you have to focus majority of your attention on how you're speaking. Because if you don't, the second you don't, your habit center takes over and you flip back to your old speaking style. This is normal, right? So I have to remind him and encourage him, hey, when you're in meetings, you have to keep continuously reminding yourself to do this. And once he got that and he was able to do it, almost magically, his speech started to smooth out and then that became a habit, right? So we want you to know that now you can do this. That's why we have the self-study. Get the self-study. It's all there. It's a great first step. Do the self-study. And then if you find within a month or two, hey, I need coaching, I'll even credit you whatever you paid for the self-study towards your coach. So it's a no-lose situation. Some of you are going to know, I need accountability. Then do the coaching because if you don't, you're going to continue to miss opportunities. You're going to continue to miss opportunities. So let's open it up for questions now. Uh, what questions do you guys have for me or for Carlos? Just want to take a few minutes. We're wide open for questions. Um, so go ahead, guys. We, this is your time to ask us anything that you want, and we will do our best to answer. So Carlos, if, if you want, man, you can go ahead and and put your video on um, so people can can kind of see uh, your face. And then 
Yeah, guys. So if you have any questions at all, now now's the time. Any questions about challenges that you're having? Uh, any questions about the content we talked about today? Any questions about the coaching or the system? If it's something private that you want to talk to me about, there's a, there's a link there. Go ahead and book a session. Just make sure that you are in a position where you're ready to move forward. You don't have to move forward. Just make sure you're ready. Any questions that anyone has? If not, then we'll go ahead and wrap up. Anyone have any questions for us? Jeff, when did you know that you changed your speaking identity? That's a great question. Carlos, when did you know? Was there a point in time or did it happen gradually? When did you know that kind of your identity started to shift? To be honest, it happened kind of gradually, but I do remember, I can't pinpoint the exact moment, but what I can say is when I've noticed that, oh, wow, this is completely different. So I had recordings of training videos maybe one to two years ago, and I have recording videos that I've, I basically make every single week. And I've just compare those two personas and it's so different. And the new guy, this post pro 90D guy sounds much, much better. Um, besides that, I've noticed that it really happened after I've noticed that I'm subconsciously extending. I'm subconsciously taking longer pauses. I'm, I'm, it doesn't take me a lot of conscious effort to speak smoothly. Um, and I thought that was really interesting because especially in the beginning phases, it was pretty much like, I got to do this consciously. But there comes that beautiful day and that beautiful time where it just like the neurons almost like just connect and it's off to the races at that point. So I will look back at my videos. I will listen to myself while I speak even. And I will notice that, oh, wow, I'm extending. I'm blending. And there's zero effort involved with that. So that's when I knew that my speaking identity and my speaking style changed. So, thank you, Carlos. Thank you, uh, Jeff. Ryan has a very good question. And uh, I'm also going to let you answer that. Carlos, and if I need to add anything, I will. If you're always, if you're always thinking about your speech and thinking about modeling and stuff, then how in the heck do you remember what you want to say? So what do you have to say about that? So this is the exact objection or like, you know, like concern that I had was pretty much like, how do you do that? How do you balance that? And like the simplest way to understand this, guys, is think about the last time you were in a high-stress speaking situation. Maybe you were speaking, I don't know, with a boss or in front of colleagues or maybe with a girl or like a man, wherever you felt conscious. Like the things that were running through your brain, what were they? Oh my God, am I saying the right thing? What does my boss think about me right now? Well, hopefully I don't sound stupid now. Or maybe, hmm, I'm, I hope I won't say something weird. Like the subconscious self-talk is running 
whether you like it or not. And you still find the mental capacity to communicate the actual material, the actual words, right? But the, the self-talk is already running. It can be positive or negative, destructive or constructive. So it's not a matter of how do you manage that. It's your brain is already doing it for you. You just got to make sure to steer it in the right direction, to substitute those thoughts into the ones that Michael is encouraging you to have. So, Ryan, let me know if that answers your question. And let me add to this. This is something that Carlos is experiencing probably right now as he's on this call. Uh, it's about habit. And the very definition of a habit is it's a pattern, right? And it becomes automatic, so, which means you don't have to think about it. So the more you develop the speaking style, the more your speaking identity, your new speaking identity takes over, the less you will think about it. I can guarantee you that Carlos is not thinking as much now about his speech as he was a month ago or two months ago. He might not even think about it at all, or he might. That's fine because he's still in the process of improving his speech. But I'll let him answer how much he might be reminding himself to do certain things like slow down. And we all have to do that from time to time. But it becomes mostly automatic. How do we know this? Because that's how your brains work. Your brain doesn't want to consume more energy than it needs to. And so you have what we call a habit center is an area and areas of our brain that manage habits, right? So what it wants to do is make everything habitual that it can. Tying your shoe, driving your car, fixing your coffee, whatever it is, speaking, obviously. It wants to make it a habit so that your frontal cortex and your prefrontal cortex, your thinking brain, doesn't have to constantly be thinking, how do I tie my shoe? How do I open the door? How do I drive a car? Doesn't want to do that because it's consuming too much conscious effort, which consumes more calories, which actually makes you more exhausted. So your brain is very, very efficient. So it tries to turn everything that it can into a pattern, into a habit. And it wants to do it as quickly as it possibly can. So to add to his answer, the more you do it, the more it becomes a habit, the sooner it becomes a habit. So one question I have for you, Carlos, is, is right now throughout this entire webinar, how much have you been thinking about your speech or anything related to your speech slowing down or whatever? It is very, very natural to me pretty much at this point. Like this webinar, especially, um, it comes very, very natural. There are... I mean, at this point, there are very few scenarios where I had to really focus on how I'm saying things. So, for example, like this Monday, I'm actually doing a speech, like a full-on five to seven minute presentation. And I signed up for public speaking, not because I'm necessarily that interested, but I just want to test how strong this habit is, because if I speak can speak under pressure and I can public speak 
and I'm still smooth, I'm still using all those tactics, it means that it's really ingrained. And lo and behold, like I've done a few short speeches and I was completely smooth. And that just reaffirmed the fact that habits are really strong. And like, remember guys, your brain is on your team with this. So just like Michael said, your brain is very motivated to spend you know, less energy on this. So if you keep on working on this, it's going to ultimately result into making this into a habit for you. And once that thing really gets connected, once those neurons, those new neurons, that new speaking style, all these new habits get wired in, again, you, it's just off to the races. So yeah, it's very natural for me. I don't really think about how I'm saying things. At this point, I've just adopted it for the most part. Mm -hmm. Let's take uh, one more question. So, so Alex says, how do you stay relaxed, calm when you get nervous, the speaker get anxiety in the moment? Okay, Carlos? Yeah, so this is a big one. And again, it all kind of comes down to the law of substitution, which is also something extremely powerful that Michael talks about in the system, in the training. But it's almost like, you know, it boils down to this. If you feel like you're anticipating and you're getting nervous or you're getting kind of stressed, you're thinking a train of like thought that leads you and pushes you in that direction. So instead, what you can do is just immediately think, okay, that's not helpful. And switch that thought to how do I want to speak? what would be the most valuable thing for me to communicate to this person in this situation? Am I, uh, am I taking enough deep breaths? So you replace those thoughts that give you anxiety. You consciously have to override them with the right thoughts that you want to think. And that is how you minimize that. Um, Again, just like Michael talked about, the, one of the first points is self-talk. That is the, exactly the perfect um, example of how to use that to get calmer and more relaxed. Michael, you are muted. Thank you. <laughs> okay, thank you. It's about, okay, so modeling also helps with this because it's about positively, constructively distracting yourself through self-talk. How would my model feel right now? How would my model think right now? Like Carlos said, am I breathing right now? Am I doing this right now? So through that self-talk and remember, everything's a pattern. So where you may become anxious, you may get anxious, you may anticipate, right? You may feel stressed out now, but as you create these new patterns of thought, through self-talk, through affirmations, through modeling, and you change your identity, you're also changing how you think under pressure, right? So you start developing new patterns of thinking and feeling so that the anxiousness and the stress and the negative thoughts literally melt away and you just don't have them anymore. Like 
I can do webinars. I can now if I'm standing up in front of 10,000 people, of course I'm going to feel anxious about that, right? But I also know what to do because I've done it before. I'm not in front of 10,000 people, but I've stood up in front of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, and my chest, my heart felt like it was about to jump out of my chest. But people came up and said, oh, my God, that was so smooth. I, was so, I didn't feel very smooth inside, but I knew what to do. I knew how to breathe. I knew how to take my time. And I knew how to get myself into a flow. And then my heart rate slowed down. And now I enjoyed it. I'm enjoying myself. Habit comes from habit. right? So the answer is what Carlos said, as well as just adding to that, that you can and will create the habit of thinking and feeling differently in those moments. All right. Uh, did any of your family or friends notice you're speaking differently? If so, did they comment on this? Yeah. So, Carlos, did any of your family or friends notice your speech? Yeah, so I'm assuming that Ryan is really talking about not necessarily the improved speech or like you stuttering and then not stuttering, I think he's referring to the fact that, no, you got to change your speaking style and how will other people react to that? So yeah, I've definitely had clients point this out. I've had my team members point this out as well. And it wasn't necessarily like any rough comments. They just said, wow, you sound different. And I mean, the first thought that comes into my brain is like, yeah, well, I hope I am because I'm really working hard on this and trying to become that persona of a smooth speaker. But at the end of the day, guys, listen, there's going to be people that might love your voice. Some people might, you know, share some comments that you may not like. To me, it was very simple. It wasn't complicated at all. Like, I'd rather speak slower with more power with more weight and take my time rather than the alternative. And the alternative, what is the alternative? Choppy speech, just low energy, you finish drained, back sweaty. And like, you also got to think about this, guys. It's like, even if you speak slower, right? It's like, what's going to be slower ultimately? you stuttering and then really kind of going downhill and losing that momentum and taking a lot of time to say what you want to say or speaking slower but at the end of the day this new slower is going to be faster than you getting stuck anyway so it doesn't matter yeah that's absolutely true uh i had a phd student some years ago who did the same speech he did it pre-pro 90d and it took him a certain amount of time because he was getting stuck and repeating himself and having to find workarounds, right? And so not being as precise and concise as he needed to. Then while in Pro90D, he actually did coaching. I don't know if he started with the self-study or not. He did the same speech again, and he finished faster, but he spoke slower. He said, I spoke slower. What was the difference? He was more precise with his words. He was more concise. So he didn't have to use as many words, right? Because his thinking was clearer. 
he was taking his time and saying exactly what he wanted to say, as opposed to stumbling and repeating and substituting and just saying a whole bunch of stuff. So believe it or not, slowing down your speech can be and often is more efficient and more effective. But here's the thing. When we say slower, we're not talking about dragging. We're talking about speaking dynamically. Speaking dynamically means a combination of fast and slow. If you notice, that's the way I speak. That's the way Carlos, it's fast and slow. So sometimes I'll speak like this and then I'll slow it back down again. And then I'll go back like that, right? So it's fast and slow. So it's not really as slow as you think. The other thing that makes your speech dynamic is your body language. We call it proactive speaking, inflecting, emphasizing, articulating, facial expressions, hand gestures, how you use your mouth, smile, eye, all of those things make your speech dynamic. So with changing your pacing and with body language and voice inflection, even though you're speaking slower, it's like it's more powerful. It's more powerful and it's more efficient and people will listen to you. You're more persuasive and influential. Trust me. It's true. All right. See, you got any uh, very true? All right. I tried to speak slower years ago, and my sister made fun of me badly, and I immediately went back to stuttering, fast talking, mumbling. So I'm happy you guys are saying this. Yeah, you got it. Sometimes you have to just go through whatever people say, uh, because like Carlos said, in the end, what's going to be more efficient? You're speaking slower, or you're stuttering. And here's the thing. Remember, when we say slow, we're not talking about dragging. Some systems teach you to drag your speech, elongating, prolongation, which is great. But we're not saying that you need to speak like that's not natural speech. It doesn't sound good. You're talking about dynamic speech. You're talking about proactive speaking. That's why this is a very unique system. You don't just do things to get your speech up to par where it sounds weird, weird breathing techniques. When you go through Pro90D and you apply it, you become an excellent speaker, like an above average speaker because of how the system's designed. And yes, you may have to initially slow your speech way down and it may feel awkward and it may sound a little awkward, but it's not gonna stay there. It's not gonna stay there. All right, Gabrielle, how did you remind yourself to use what you have learned in your daily life? Great question, Carlos. How, how do you remind yourself to do whatever it is that you need to do? Use your new speaking style, slow down, breathe, whatever it is. How do you remind yourself? Yeah, great, great question, Gabriela. And honestly, in the beginning stages, what you might realize is that you might speak, you might get thrown into a speaking situation and only later will you realize that ah, I didn't do that one thing. I didn't extend and blend. And then what's going to happen is you might experience that a few times. You might reflect back, mm, I didn't do that thing right. But what's going to happen is as you keep reminding yourself to do it the next time and you think constructively, then you're going to start remembering it during speaking conversations and that's how it happened for me as well now what another thing that really helps if you want to remind yourself you know during the 
during the storm, during the conversation is I would take maybe five to 10 minutes before a conversation happens. It's like a meeting or anything like that. And I would model, I would practice. How will I speak? I might do affirmations. I might keep reminding myself what I will say during that Zoom call, during that conversation. And that will kind of almost prime you to remember to do it during the conversation, if that makes sense. No problem. You are muted, Michael. <laughs> right. So first you have to become aware that you're speaking. Hey, I'm speaking. There's a conversation, right? So be aware. You have to set an intention to become aware. I need to become aware that I'm speaking, when I'm speaking, and what I'm thinking, and what I'm doing when I speak. So you set an intention, you become aware. As you start to do that, now you start setting an intention to remind yourself to do certain things. What the system does is it tells you what those things you need to do. Specifically, do this, do this. You don't have to try to do all the things at once. When you're modeling, you will do all the things at once, but sometimes you have to focus on one specific thing for a while. So then once you start reminding yourself to do it, like Carlos said, you set an intention, okay, when I'm speaking, I'm gonna remind myself to slow down or to extend my words or to breathe and extend my words. And then you're gonna forget, then you're gonna remember, forget, remember. But the more you do it, the more, the, long, the more you remind yourself and the longer you're able to do it without reminding yourself. So it's, again, it comes back to pattern, comes back to habit. Great question, thank you, um, Carlos. Okay, if there are no other questions, guys, uh, I've left those links up. You're gonna get some emails after the webinar and the email will have a little bit of additional training. Carlos did some training for us on four of those C's that we talked about. I've included those for your reference. You will get a link to access the self-study for $100 off that expires tomorrow. You also will have a link somewhere in there for those of you that want to book a private session with me who you think that you want to work with me privately. We'll talk about if that's the best bet for you. Or there may be some of you that want to talk to me briefly about if the self-study is a good fit for you. Those calls are not coaching calls, so I won't be giving you tips and coaching. Those calls are for me to answer your questions about the system or about the coaching, okay? Uh, Carlos, anything else? Any um, final encouraging words you want to share with anyone? Yeah, I mean, uh, just listen, guys. For me, it's, I really only have one regret. And for me, it's pretty much that I didn't start this sooner because I've done both. I've done the self-study and the coaching and both really changed my life. And it's like, I know that there's one or two people in here that are still like on the edge, not sure whether to join or not. So I really encourage you to find your why. And that why doesn't necessarily need to be why you want to become smoother with your speech, but why do you need to become smoother with your speech? For me, it was really job related. 
Um, but I got more than that. I transform my, my social life and I transform my work life as well. And yeah, that's pretty much it, to be honest. Um, again, if I would go back knowing what I know now, I would join sooner. Um, and I've, I really regret that I procrastinated. Even if you can't necessarily get the coaching, get the self-study. You're going to set the foundation straight for your speech, and then you're going to rest assured that this is working. Because that's, you know, that's what I needed. I needed that foundation set straight, which then allowed me to know, okay, yeah, this is the real deal. And now let's commit. Let's go ahead and move forward with all of this. Um, and that would be my final words. Well, thank you, Carlos. I'm not going to add anything else. <laughs> um, thank you so much for being here. We, we hope to have you back on more of these. And we've got some other folks that we'll be including. So sometimes there'll be uh, just more than two of us here. Previous clients. Uh, we have a coach. We have some coaches in training right now. So we'll have some folks here to answer your questions. We're always going to give you great content. But like Carlos said, don't procrastinate if you don't have to. Um, the sooner you do this, the better your life is going to be. You're going to be, shoot, man, why did I wait? So, all right, guys, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, Carlos. We will see you guys soon. Sounds good. See you guys. Hey there, my name is Michael Williams, Pro90 founder and smooth speech coach. Are you tired of struggling with your speech? Ready to transform your life and boost your confidence? Then it's time for you to enroll in my Pro90D private laser focus coaching program. I can only say is thanks. I'm due to Pro90D and Michael and the support and how he's just changed my life and my speech. I honestly think that if not for the laser-focused coaching with Michael, I wouldn't be where I am right now. It's just impossible. Don't let speech struggles hold you back. Book your call or enroll today. Let's take the first step towards a smoother, more confident you. Let's do it together. Book your call or enroll today.